All right, so joining again today, we're gonna to dive into the flash crash and take a look a little deeper on what the metrics are showing, but also the rest of the market, both Bitcoin and Ethereum. My name is Paul Barron, welcome back to Tech Path. Joining me today, Mr. Evan Aldo, great to have you in the studio. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Evan, let's get into, first things I wanna take a look at is the Dow. So the Dow, of course, had a nice little 650 point update. Uh, obviously the rally is, seems to be accelerating. There are a couple of things that are playing into this, I think are affecting Bitcoin. If you look at the influence of the market shares, reopen gained obviously here on Monday, energy, industrials, airlines, surprising. Investors continue to sell tech stocks, which was interesting to me. And then the 10 year treasury uh, yield also rebounded after falling last week amid the Omicron threat. Uh, big shift underway on the Federal Reserve. We're potentially gonna see some correction there on interest rates and we'll talk a little bit about that. But let's get into Bitcoin uh, quickly. Evan, what were you doing late Friday night? I put in a nice uh, <laughs> long position on, on pretty irresponsible leverage <laughs> right around uh, 43.9 when I just saw the wick go way down and all of a sudden shooting back up off yeah. of the golden pocket. So. Figured give it a shot, probably would have at least a 90% shot to win the trade, and I did win that trade. There you so. go. I think I think a lot of people when they, which if you've been in crypto at any length of time, you guys understand this is, these are the natural corrections of the market. This is des, des, definitely different than what we saw back in May, which was a, a much deeper market correction than mm -hmm. what we saw here. The difference here, I think, is a lot of people from the essence of where the timing is, because right. so many people were pointing to our end of year, including myself, on getting to that um, all-time high. And the key here, I should say the 100K, the key here has been whether or not we've kind of elongated this cycle. And I think many people, including yourself, kind of definitely pushing the now. fact that yeah. we, are, <laughs> we are definitely pushing in to a much more longer. But do you feel like that has broken the cycle of the traditional 2013, 2017 cycle that we've already seen? Well, no, not at all, because every cycle has been longer than the last longer. one. Yeah. So it wouldn't be too crazy to see a cycle go out into you know, May of 2022, even summer of 2022. Some people say 2023, I think that's a little bit too long. Yeah. I think it's gonna be in 2022. Yeah, which that would be the long, obviously by, by far the longest cycle in from the period in right. which the bear market was officially over and it was called mm -hmm. to where we would that would be almost uh what would that be 19 months 20 months I believe so yeah it would be very yeah that's a long yeah. one that's a long cycle yeah. when we look at sentiment data one of the things that we've been tracking and i wanted to kind of show you guys a little bit of history here on bitcoin because bitcoin has been climbing in sentiment data for quite some time if we just kind of scan back through the year and go all the way back into our may drop which was right here and that right there was the last time may 23rd that we saw an amplification an amplification score in the 50s mm. now meaning that you know we had seen you know amplification scores right here again sliding sideways bitcoin had not completely really moved into major market penetration i think and, and this was very early in the year so we didn't see kind of the um evolution of what we've seen in bitcoin in general but the 60 and then we started to see kind of the really the evolution of bitcoin which was where we really started to see a lot stronger sentiment points meaning retail investors much more much more bear or bullish on where bitcoin was going and of course we've seen this you know, continue to climb up to the all-time high right here. 
And of course, that's the big question is when you fall off of that, even from that all-time high, we've had, what, about a 35% uh, correction right now? All the way down, it's around almost 40%. The thing is, that what's different about this than May is on the technicals, from my view, it does look a lot better just from what I'm seeing. And we shot right back up to yep. 48, 49K, which mm -hmm. is a big FIB level, and we're holding that level. So it's really around from 48K from our all time high, it's really a 30% correction if you don't count that wick that came down and right back up within a few hours. Yeah, I was looking close in on this. You can kind of see this zone that we've mm -hmm. really been concerned about. But it's it's literally on our sentiment data that it's just literally flat all the way out here. Well, really to the seventh. Now we're seeing on the sentiment data a little bit of caution. This could just be market overreaction with new retail traders mm -hmm. that are talking about this, that we see a potential another slide down another correction, do you think there's enough leverage in the market to where that could happen? There, it's definitely possible, but I'm more on the side where I think we'll hold the general area of 47, 48, 49K because there's a big FIB level right here. And it seems like the way the it wicked way past up, the way that I'm seeing on my technicals, money flow coming way in uh -huh. um, on a lot of time frames, it seems like we should be able to hold the FIB level at 48K. It's our 0.5. FIB level at 48.9. So it could wick down a little bit, but I probably don't see it going down to 45. Yeah, let's take a look at your chart because I want to sure. kind of see where, you know, if you look at what mm -hmm. Marcus Cipher has been uh, really, because there's been a lot of good indicators mm -hmm. coming out of Marcus Cipher, including oh, yeah. for this particular weekend. If you yep. were trading short or trading long on that, that was an excellent play. Yeah, yeah so. you short trade, shorted all the way down. Yeah, from there. So on the monthly right here, we can see. This red dot appeared when we were still well into the 50s before our uh, correction. This red dot on, on up here on market cipher on the monthly. We also had a red dot in the two week that was coming on and off. So it was a good indication right. that it was coming down. That's what I was kind of warning people about, especially if you're on really high leverage. Be careful, take some profits. And so what I'm seeing more of a, for a long term perspective right here is. This was May. This was our red dot for May that brought us down, you know, to a mini bear market. It doesn't look nearly as bad. And the reason why is if you zoom in here, when you have a VWAP, and this is this uh, yellow line right yep. here, this is our VWAP. When you have a VWAP that's been above the zero line or below zero line for a while, and then it finally comes up, that's stronger. When you have something like this where over here we came up, and then this was our green dot that's brought us up a ton, and now we came down all of a sudden, usually what happens, not always, but usually you get a situation like this where you come right back up, and we could just print a uh, we could print a green dot right after and come up. And this is kind of how I'm mapping out my long-term perspective. We print a green dot here, maybe come down a little bit, and then we top out for our bull market in maybe July, give or take a few months before, a few months after, somewhere between maybe May and September, October. And we could kind of map out a ballpark price prediction. So we could go from here where the level was on our uh, wave right here, so around here to here. This percentage, so it's about 160. Yep. Well, from our top here, 180 percent. So we could do 180 percent from where we are about right now. 180 percent would bring us to a peak out around. Let's see here. If I'm, let me move this away. Let's see. Try one more time. 180 percent. Right around 146, give or take, a little bit higher, a little bit lower. But you're feeling so, that's a mid 2022 potential. Yeah, mid. It could take a lot longer, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, we it, it's volatile. We could come up to, let's say, we come up to almost 100, get rejected off of there in March, then come back down to 60 or something, 
Then we peak out later in August or something like that. I'm thinking mid to high 100s is where my price prediction is. Yeah, we had we had the uh, a Twitter poll I ran over the weekend and just mm-hmm. quickly just on cycle elongation uh, at the top should you sell mm-hmm. uh, and then also flat a bit and then blast off and and 87% were either cycle elongation which is kind of this direction mm-hmm. and then flat a bit with uh, an aggressive parabolic move. What what would be your likelihood when you see those kind of numbers of parabolic moves in a shorter period of time, maybe next 60 days? You know, I think we could go parabolic in the sense that we go up to, I don't know, 70, 80K, maybe 90K, but I don't see us going to 100K in the next 60 days. That's okay. what I will say. So you're feeling this is a much more gradual ascent moving yeah. into mid next year, maybe with an all-time high around 140. I think we'll repeat the general pattern we've seen after we uh, after we got out of our mini bear market over the summer, which is where we come up a good amount, yeah. then we come down, then we come up a good amount. It's not as fast as it was in the beginning exactly. of the bull yeah. market. So I think we'll, we'll kind of repeat that. I don't think it's going to be like 2020 where we just shot up like crazy. Yeah, I was looking at the quant data just on... Um, you know, BTC, all exchanges, leverage ratio, you can kind of see the difference here in terms of overall leverage in the market mm-hmm. and why it was one of those traditional healthy corrections of, which is, you know, I don't understand. I mean, you're a leverage trader, yeah. but you seem to know when to leverage in and when to leverage out. Do you feel like we're seeing unsophisticated traders in the market that are really going in that so- deep? There's one technique that a lot of people like to do that I hate, and uh, some people get lucky with it, is where they just keep, they try to find a point and they just go high leverage and they want to ride it all the way up to 100K, uh, and it never works. Like yeah, a leverage trader, the way I do it, it's always risk management. You know, how much are you willing to lose if the trade doesn't go right? You stop losses. And I mean, I was short on ETH when it did come down. I missed the Bitcoin short, but I was short on ETH, I was short on Luna, and then I got in the Bitcoin long. So. I think it's a lot of people are very inexperienced. They don't really know exactly what they're doing. They don't know risk management. Trying to write, write it out as opposed right. to taking profits on these short. Doing it, whether you're, you're like me, I'm not much of a leverage trader, but I mm-hmm. do a lot of swing trades. Right. And did a swing trade this weekend on Bitcoin, knowing mm-hmm. that we're probably going to see a bounce on this. Right. Got in and out at around 48.5, and you know it was a great little swing yeah. trade. So those are the kind of scenarios. Do you feel like we have... Do you think we have enough leverage left in the market that we would see another correction like this? Um, right in the short term, probably not. I don't think we're gonna, you know, maybe like you were saying, we could go down to 45. I don't think we're gonna go below 40 in the short term, shy of like a black swan event or something crazy happening. But I don't, I think it's gonna take some time for, because a lot of people, the leverage traders, they probably got some PTSD right now. It's gonna take them <laughs> some time, maybe a few more months when we get back to up to 80K or something, then the same thing will probably happen again. I mean, the leverage, Exchanges do influence the market quite a bit. You know, it's that's what's different in this cycle than 2017. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know, uh, if you look at where some of the, I just you know, I follow Tech Dev a lot, mm-hmm. and what they've been doing, and his his whole scenario has really been kind of floating around this whole idea that this has been um, a pretty much programmed option of how Bitcoin has been moving mm-hmm. in these. Very similar to 2013, 17, much like to what we've discussed here, and that is that the elongation of the cycle is definitely, he was on, I think, with Benjamin Cowan. Yeah. They both agreed that, hey, this is going to most likely see a much longer format into mm-hmm. the market 
top, which is kind of what you're indicating here, right. potentially all the way into mid-2022, which would be yep. quite a different than what a lot of you know, OGs have been expecting, because I think a lot of people were yeah. looking around September was a high, was the market top, uh, yeah. November, December. Um, we've, of course, you know, we traditionally here just analyze sentiment as to where the market sentiment has been holding, yeah. but yeah. What I like is how there's, you know, you kind of need some naysayers, some people to say the cycle's over for it to keep going up. You know, if everybody, if all the masses have the same view, it usually doesn't, you know, it doesn't go the way you want it to go, so. I feel like there's a lot more people, though, that are saying that the market elongation has occurred. Uh, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, in the last few weeks, yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. As opposed to, if you've been on yeah. our channel, you've probably been listening to us saying, hey, yeah. most likely we're gonna see a much longer market here. If we mm -hmm. see, if we talk about correction now, I know now we're getting into crystal ball stuff, mm -hmm. but do you feel like the market, once we see an all-time high for Bitcoin and truly see this bear cycle, be, or this bear market begin, what are your feelings in terms of how much of a correction we would see? You know, in the bear market, I could see, I think there's a lot of support at the levels we're at right now. I mean. In the bear market, I think the worst we'll probably see is maybe low 40s, maybe in the 30s, but I don't think it'll be there too long. I think we'll have a bear market, which is kind of sideways with, with the levels we're at right now, maybe between 49 right. to 50, 60K. You'll probably see a lot. So if we do make it up to, like, let's say, 150, 180K, um, it would be a 66% correction down to 60K. So that, that would, would be, be right. Yep. And then maybe a 70% correction for a little bit. Let's take a look at ETH real quick. I was pulling sentiment data on ETH uh, during this drop, and over the weekend we pulled a sentiment of 69.51, but an amplification score that was slightly above it. Now, typically when this prints an amp score higher than sentiment, it usually means we've got some upward movement coming. Right. Uh, we had a, a little bit of a light upward movement from that what was that low of around 38.50 and now it's trading at 41.73. Compared to what we've seen in the past where we saw really big movements here on ETH from uh, October 22nd to that little move right there, which my magnet line wants to grab it. And that was around, uh, let's escape out of that magnet just so we can kind of get to what that was. But from that point where we were right in here, and that was moving up, looks like to that point, which was still only about 25% of a gain mm. in that particular range. And this was October to November on ETH. Do you feel like ETH has got some potential here to get any breakaway you know, velocity on ETH. getting it, splitting away from Bitcoin? ETH has been a powerhouse. Um, a lot of people have really been backing ETH. Um, I'm more in the camp where, you know, I keep the majority of my, you know, long-term portfolio in Bitcoin, but ETH has been doing well. It does look very good on the technicals. It looks very similar to uh, to Bitcoin right now. There's not much of a difference on the technicals. If you look at the 16-hour, uh, the we're about to print a green dot. The one-hour, you got general money flow coming in just like Bitcoin. So it does look relatively strong. Yeah. Um, whether or not... Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Bitcoin starts to outperform it a little bit in quarter one, 2022, just because ETH has been, you know, stealing the show. I think you, you want to spread it out a little bit. But Interesting. Okay. 
ETH can flip Bitcoin. I, you know, it's I'd say it's still a little bit riskier than Bitcoin. I would say still at this point, but it is for more my more of a long term investment yeah. is what you're talking about. So yeah. into Q1, Q2 next year, mm-hmm. you're feeling still strong stronger about Bitcoin's position. I guess that's where we would differ because I'm I'm definitely more on the ETH camp and the side that this could break through. But the concern I would have is if ETH 2.0 gets really released. Because right now, I think ETH probably kind of had its own little self-defense mechanism built into it during mm-hmm. this crash because of just high gas fees. Yeah. No one was willing to you know, pony up for the high gas fees to do an, a liquidation voluntarily. Um, so I think it kind of protected the price. The other thing I think could happen in quarter one is I think Cardano is going to get more attention. I think Polkadot's going to get more attention, maybe even Solana. And I think mm-hmm. some money will may come out of ETH and go into Cardano, go into Polkadot. Do you think, though, with Cardano and Ethereum that maybe those that shift of uh, investment has already happened? So my question is, is, is Cardano, was Cardano already priced in? When it had hit its all-time high this year, this summer, mm-hmm. uh, was it already priced in? Did we see that many people that really evacuated out of Cardano versus the people? Because it seems like Cardano is still holding a lot of locked value. Yeah, I think I think that Cardano. I, I wouldn't underestimate Cardano. I think you know. I think a lot of people maybe got a lot of retail got scared, got out of Cardano, went into ETH stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. the opposite's going to happen. Now, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against Cardano. It is very low. A lot of people have lost hope, but I still wouldn't bet against Cardano. So you're feeling feeling good about Cardano in maybe early or January, maybe February? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quarter one, 2022. What holds your your consistent or conviction toward those two months? You know, I, it's just the way the cycle has kind of gone. Like, there's there's always one kind of racehorse in every quarter. Kind mm-hmm. of Ethereum's really taken it away in this quarter, which we didn't kind of expect. You wouldn't call Solana the, the well, lead. yeah, it's Solana from too, where it is, ran. Yeah. yeah, from where it ran, Solana and Ethereum, those two big ones, and then well, Luna's big too. But in terms of the ones that everybody's talking about, the really really big caps. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, so sentiment, of course, you guys are tracking us. Make sure, Evan, you've got a course out, I know, that lives on your website, so it's evanaldo.com. If you guys are interested in uh, understanding market cipher, understanding how to do those kind of trades, jump over to Evan's site. You can get a course and jump right in. If you are interested in getting into our sentiment analysis side of things, we do that over on the Diamond Circle, and it's free to join. Just jump right in. Uh, We do drops weekly of different token projects, and then additionally, we'll bring in different kinds of write-ups and research to give to you guys free. And occasionally we'll do giveaways right here on the channel uh, on the Diamond Circle where we're giving away digital assets as well. So it's easy to join in on that. If you guys have any questions or topics that you think we should be covering, let's make sure and put them in the comments below. We'd love to get your feedback. And that's the way we kind of hunt down some of the token projects and stuff that works for you guys. If you want to reach me, hit me up on Twitter, at Paul Barrett. We'll catch you next time right here on TechBath.